Welcome to the Azure Podcast, a series of short discussions on various topics related to the Microsoft Cloud Platform. Your hosts, Kale Tita, Evan Basilic, and Sajit Mello, discuss a specific topic on each show to give you a high-level overview of that topic and resources to get more information should you wish to dig further. For more information on our show, please see our website at azpodcast.com. Welcome back to the Azure Podcast. This is episode number 25, and the topic we're going to cover today is a bit of a continuation from the last podcast that Evan and Kale did. They did a real great job talking about the mobile services, and today we're going to talk about notification hubs, which is sort of a continuation of mobile services if you're building apps that talk to the cloud, apps that run on your phone, for example. As always, my name is Ajit Mallow. I'm a consultant with Microsoft uh, based out of New Jersey, focused on the application development space. Uh, I have my two esteemed colleagues, uh, Kale and uh, Bill, on the phone today. Guys, can you introduce yourselves? Yeah, this is Kale Teeter. I'm a MCS consultant in the New York, New Jersey region with Sajit, and um, focus mostly on app dev, .NET development, and, and Azure-based solutions. And I'm Bill Zack. I'm uh, part of the team that uh, helps people that sign up for Windows Azure free trials and goes to Microsoft events. And you know, we, we they get we get their contact information and we find out if they have any problems with Azure because we really want to help them. You know, ease their ease their path into Azure. So we work with uh, people who are mostly people who are just starting out. Great. And uh, Bill, thanks for jumping in again. But Bill's kind of like become our guest. Uh, uh, speaker on our uh, on our podcast series, he, he jumps in whenever he can, and we definitely appreciate his uh, expertise and uh, guidance that he can provide to our listeners. So uh, this topic today was kind of interesting, as I mentioned. Uh, notification hubs is uh, is very very near and dear to the mobile services that uh, Kale and Evan talked about last week. And what it is, it's, it 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 kind of deals with this whole topic of push notifications. So, uh, Kale, uh, what exactly are push notifications? Yeah, Sajid, so there's a couple things here. There's two main areas of focus with these notification hubs. Uh, the first is, like you mentioned, it's it's about pushing messages or notifications to lots of people. Um, that That's one aspect of it, but the notification hub part of it is the second part. I think we'll talk about that a little later here, but that's really about trying to unify these platforms, so it's not just a Windows-specific type thing. Um, but if you look at what we're trying to do here um, and what all these mobile providers are trying to do, whether it's iOS, Android, whatever, um, one of the big things that, like you mentioned, is being able to have – you know, alerts or these things pop up on your phone. Um, so you as the controller of this, maybe you have a website, maybe you have a application, and being able to push these out to millions of users or even just on a one-off basis. So you're in the driver's seat with how you want to do that. Um, it's literally one message from you can spawn off to millions or it can spawn off to a sub-part of those millions or it can spawn off to one person. So it's kind of cool. That's it. That's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know I on my Windows phone I get a lot of these toasts. Uh, you know, CNN app, uh, 
with, on my link application uh, for IAM. So the, I, I guess uh, all of us are used to seeing those pop-ups, but I don't think we've given thought as to how we could actually implement that in our own applications. So this is nice to know that uh, uh, it all kind of comes down to this one concept of push notifications. Now, from what I understand, uh, guys, uh, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong there, but typically if you were to roll your own in terms of trying to do push notifications, right? You got to deal with a whole bunch of things, right? You got to deal with the fact that we have a lot of different platforms out there. I mean, we'd all love for everyone in the world to use a Windows phone and Windows tablets, but there's a lot of platforms out there. And we, as an application developer, a service, uh, someone who's writing a service that has to send notifications to these devices, you pretty much have to know the nuances of each of the platforms out there and uh, code to each one of them, Android, iOS, or Windows Phone, or BlackBerry, or whatever else, uh, the next best device that comes out there. And then there's this whole concept of scale, as Kale mentioned. I mean, there are literally millions and millions of uh, uh, of devices, and sending them, sending messages to all of them is not a trivial fact. You know, you need a lot of infrastructure to do that. And then being able to identify which devices you want to send to, you know, be it the broadcast message or a subset or an individual user. And, and then finally, just, you know, monitoring and all these, uh, all these actions so that you know when things are not working. This sounds like pretty complex stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, Sajid, this is Bill. Yeah. It's incredible stuff. I mean, think about, you do it. What you're really doing is publish, subscribe to millions of users across the internet, and doing it in a way that you can talk to, you know, different devices, and also, you know, each 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 company like uh, Apple or you know Google, they have their own uh, notification services which are unique to them, and notification hubs kind of front ends that. You can even you know. Be, be service independent in pushing things out to these devices. So I, I think it's really incredible, and, and the volume it can, it can handle is staggering. Exactly, yeah. And my friend, that's a good point. I forgot to mention that each of these uh, device uh, manufacturers has their own service that you have to talk to in order to uh, send messages to their own devices. So Apple has their service. Uh, I think they call it APNS. A- is that what it's called? And, yes, yes. And then Google has one. Anyone know what the Google service is called, Where, which talks to their devices? They have a similar service, and, of course, Windows has the WPNS, right, or WNS. Right. Uh, so each of these are different services, and as an application developer, you'd go crazy trying to talk to each one of them separately <laughs> and deal with it. So... Um, uh, Kale, what, what do you like? What are the what is the kind of overall flow for an application to talk to uh, a device? What, what what are the various things that you think have to happen? Yeah, so basically at a high level, to try to lay this out, um, the client application is going to uh, contact this push notification service, whether it be Windows or Apple or whatnot, and and receive what's called a handle. Um, so the handle depends on the type of system. You know, for WNS, it's it's like a URI or a notification channel. And um, with APNS, it's a token. These things get implemented, like you said, in different ways. But um, basically, once it gets this token or this handle, then the client application uh, will store this handle in the app backend for later use. So 
Um, for WM, what WNS would maybe be like a cloud service, but for Apple it might be something different. And Google, you know, they all change. Mm-hmm. Um, to send the notification, the app backend is just going to contact whatever the push notification service is, and uh, basically going to target specific instances of these clients. Whether it's you know, like we said, based on tags. So, so if it's a subgroup, or if it's all of them, uh, anybody that's active and has been registered on the system. And so in that way, um, it can actually send that toast over. I know that um, – I haven't looked at it recently, but whenever Windows 8 first was released and uh, even in the early phone stuff, Windows 7 phone, the way that this works is a little bit different than I think people realize. You know, there's a um, service basically running in the background, like one service that can talk to this kind of thing. So the whole idea was once you set these notifications up, you don't have to do it – you have to set the thing up many, many times. On the phone itself, it just has one instance of this thing running to absorb these notifications, whether it's coming from, you know, Hulu or Netflix or whatever app, Bing. Right. Um, there's, on your phone, there's only one running. We don't have to, every time somebody spins up an app, have a new thing running that's consuming CPU and battery and those types of things. Right. Um, so that was kind of a, a thing behind the covers of how that actually gets implemented out there. But it works the same pretty much on Windows. So it sounds like the app, it's a, as Bill said, it's, a, it's essentially a publish-subscribe mechanism, right? The application on the, on the phone is subscribing to a particular event. And, uh, and your application is then publishing that event uh, whenever it's available. Is that a fair statement? Yep. Okay. Yep. So... Now, we talked about some of the complexities about doing this. Uh, what, what does, how does uh, the Notification Hub's uh, facility in Azure make this easier? What, what exactly is it bringing to the table here? Bill, you want to take that or you want me to? Uh... I'll go, go ahead, Gil. You can take it. Yeah, so um, on the, no- the thing that is unique about the notification hub that's different from the other services. So we're not the only ones in the Windows space to be doing push notifications, like you said. Um, but the thing that makes our, our service unique with this notification hub is being able to support all those and not being platform-specific. So the the notification hub itself will actually take care of that difference. And I think you kind of alluded to that earlier, Sajid. So, you know, we can support the multiple front ends, that's the clients, but we can also work with different back ends. So whether it's on-premise or in the cloud, .NET, Java, whatever, um, whatever one you want to run to run your business logic for your back end, you can use that. Um, so I think that's the thing that kind of sets them apart. And, you know, the other things you mentioned about security and scale and those types of things obviously come along, yeah. uh, as well as telemetry, you know. So maybe one thing to point out here, guys, is, you know, this isn't – there is a free version of this, but there's different, um, you know, tiers to this model, just like everything that we do in the cloud. And, um, Bill, maybe you could mention a little bit about uh, what, what kind of tiers we got there and where this stuff's available. Okay, well, before we do that, there's one thing I'm dying to talk about, and that's that, uh, you know, this is not a toy, this service. Uh, for those of you who watched the uh, Sochi Olympics, you know, the, the Winter Olympics, that made pretty heavy use of, of notification hubs. Mm. I don't know if you're aware of that, but it did make very heavy use of it. Even th- there's a facility in notification hubs to let you tag things <clears throat> such that people will only get notified for certain based on certain tags. 
So if you were interested in specific events or you were interested in following certain athletes, you could actually do that through, through, you know, through, and it was largely invisible to you. You really didn't care about the technology. You were just able to get alerts, notifications sent to your, to your phone. I see. Well, and, and yeah, that's got a lot of hits here. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, and you know they say that a notification hub can handle you know five million simultaneous hits. Uh, I'm wow. not sure how many <laughs> hundreds of millions of hits they got during the Olympics, but it it was pretty heavy, you know. So I would say it's a, a pretty solidly battle-tested service. Wow. Now as to the as to the different you know the different grades and different of service and so forth, I'm really not totally up to date. You know, the, so a lot of these announcements were just made a couple of weeks ago at Build. I'm still absorbing all those announcements, yeah, I, so I'm not I, sure I can address that. There is, uh, for, I'm just trying to uh, look at my table over here. So I believe there's a free there's a free tier as with the number of Azure services, and uh, that allows developers to you know to test the system, and it gives them pretty uh, pretty good facilities. 500 active devices can be registered with the system, and you can push uh, 100,000 uh, updates a month, which is about 3,300 per day. So it's, uh, you know, that's a free service that's available to uh, to everybody. Then I think there's the basic service, which uh, is like $20 per unit, and that gives them unlimited number of devices, 500,000 pushes a month or 16,000 a day, and they can uh, buy multiples of those uh, uh, $20 units. And then they have the standard uh, facility, which is $200 per unit, uh, which uh, can you know send 500 million uh, messages per unit per month. And, uh, and it all depends on the kind of uh, volume that you're dealing with. Uh, there's something for everybody here, I think, uh, and that's that's really key. Uh, but I like the the uh, you mentioned about the tags, and that's really key, I think, to making this uh, a multi-platform system, because you know how do you create an API where no matter which uh, whether you're on iOS or, or Android or uh, Windows, uh, both the tablet as well as the phone. Uh, can access these APIs. And as with most things in Azure, I believe this is just implemented as a set of REST services. And REST is accessible from pretty much anywhere. Uh, and you can access all these APIs directly using the REST endpoint. But as with all things Azure, we provide a whole bunch of wrappers for you. Windows Store wrappers, Windows Phone 8 wrappers, Objective-C wrappers, and, of course, the Java Android app wrappers. And there's, uh, we'll put the download links for all of that in the show notes. But essentially, all these um, wrappers have a very consistent API. And the way that uh, it works is you there's a registration API, which allows you to register a call from the client, uh, no matter which client you're using. And then there's a server-side API, which is what the uh, applications would use to send the broadcasts or the messages back to the clients. The the way that it's all done, I believe, is using this tagging mechanism that the guys have been talking about. And tags can be anything, right? They could be uh, a category of news. They could be uh, a specific user, or uh, they could be... Uh, you could skip the tag altogether, which means everybody gets it. So that's a full broadcast message going to all your registered users. And 
the service pretty much handles all that for you. It, you, you. You don't have to know which device you're dealing with or what the nuances of that particular, you know, uh, the push notification system for that device are all about. It just works because you're only dealing with the notification hub. You create a hub, and from there, everything uh, everything works from that particular hub. And you can have multiple hubs. You know, each of your applications that you may write may have their own hub. So you have to create just one hub per application. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, this whole thing looks. I mean, it's 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 extremely trivial from a development perspective. I can tell you that. Uh, and uh, they do have, uh, as uh, Kale mentioned, they support both .NET and Node.js for the server-side backend uh, implementation. So, you know, even if you're a Linux guy or if you use a, another um, another operating system, you could still use Node.js uh, to write code over there to send out these notifications, just as uh, we we would do it on, say, a Windows uh, a Windows box. Yeah, yeah, one thing too, Sajid, to mention is, like Bill said, um, these things are pretty powerful. You know, like he mentioned the Olympics and that thing. But one of the other things that you need to think about is if you're writing apps for profit, um, driving people back into your application. I mean, being able to ping these people and bring them back into your app is, is pretty powerful to to drive money to you. you know? Exactly. So uh, it's, a, it's a big thing. Yep. Yeah, actually, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. There's there's actually a continuum of applications, you know, all the way from sending a simple alert to millions of people to sending targeted alerts to groups of people and you know, subsets of people, all the way through something we haven't talked about yet, which is actually building applications that uh, they call it push to sync, that basically cause things to happen in the background on the device instead of popping up a toast. So, for instance, you could send a, a message to a device saying, okay, it's time for you to pull some data down to the device instead of, you know, having someone go into an app and wait for it to come down. So that's that's intriguing. That's a more, you know, advanced application. Right. But I could see building, you know, interactive applications that involve toasts as part of the application. Right. So what you're saying is that the toast doesn't have to be a uh, can you do that can, can does the toast not have to be something that the user acts on the applications can consume that directly yeah in fact there's a really there's a really good build video i'll we'll include the link to the build video and you know in the podcast uh web page it shows actually doing that it shows uh you know someone sol- clicks on a toast and gets effectively a web page or a web, you know a, a, some kind of a presentation back as a result so they mm. They also they also can use that to update applications. You know, if you have an application on the phone, you can basically tell the phone it's time to update its application. Oh, that's that's cool. pretty. That, that's a pretty sexy, pretty sexy feature, I think. Indeed. Yeah, and, and the other thing that kind of ties in with this, it just this is like super just came out was um, if anybody's using the beta, I think it's called beta or preview of uh, 8.1 on Windows Phone. Um, so we keep mentioning the word toast. Um, which is a Windows thing um, word that basically means, you know, when a toast notification comes through on your phone, it's like the top quadrant of the screen, the top 10% of the screen or whatever gets this little notification that pops out on a Windows PC or tablet. You get the little um, like kind of like Outlook pop-up that comes in the top right corner. But um, now with the new phone, we've actually integrated a, uh, I think they call it Action Center. 
yep. which basically the the issue was uh, if anybody has experience with the Windows specific devices, you would get the toast notification, but it only hangs around for X amount of seconds, <laughs> and then if you miss it, you're like, well, wait, what, what was that? What happened? Like yeah. the most frustrating yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now we have the the action center to capture the notifications there as well. So that's kind of cool. And I think Android has has something like that too, if memory serves me correctly. Yep. Yeah. yeah, both of them have yeah. the notification center or whatever they call it on their platforms, and so okay. we've been catching up. But it's good now; it's consistent on all platforms. Great. That's that. That's great. So that's. I think this is an excellent, uh, uh, you know, introduction to notification hubs, and uh, I believe developers should take advantage of this, especially if you're. If, 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 if you're trying to send some sort of a push notification from your application back to your uh, apps on the phones or on tablets, you, you definitely do not want to program this yourself. It is not worth the hassle. Uh, the cost uh, that you see over here for uh, for using notification hubs in Azure is is so worth it because it takes all the headache off and it gives you that guaranteed delivery of all these messages back to the devices instead of you having to program this. It is not a trivial task to do this yourself. So I would definitely recommend folks look at notification hubs and uh, and access it from any platform. You know, it's it's, it's multi-platform, so it doesn't. You don't have to be a, a Microsoft person. It could be any anything, any any kind of uh, operating system that you're using for your server technology. You could uh, still use the Azure notification hubs. Well, uh, Kale and Bill, again, thanks. I uh, appreciate all your uh, insights into this uh, topic. Uh, we'll, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see B- Bill on another episode, and Kale, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll chat with you next week. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Bye thanks, now. Guys. Thank you for listening to the show. If you have any comments or questions, please use our Twitter handle at Azure Podcasts. Background music has been taken from ccmixer.org under the Creative Commons license. Thank you, and see you next time.